Welcome. Good evening. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight, which is really late for us because it's after 9 o'clock our time, we are really early to betters. So anyway, but you're wondering, what's the, t- what's the title? It is Be Present. That's our that's our topic tonight. Just be present. Just I know. be present. That's how you got to live. It's be it's present. such a uh, such a thing in our society right now to be so distracted. We are so distracted by everything going on. We we fail to see what's going on around us. I mean, how many times have you seen someone walking with a cell phone in their hand? I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch the videos of people walking with cell phones that walk into posts, into doors, into poles. Constantly, constantly you know, distracted by by that little device in their hands. Uh, it's a, it's kind of an epidemic in our world right now. I kind of feel bad for those people. I do too. I don't think we should be laughing at people who run into poles. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, our topic is be present. That is how God wants us to live. And I want to tell you before you start, because Shannon always has tons to say, and God uses him. Is I decided to this afternoon when we were preparing for this to look up how to live in the present and see what I found. Of hmm. course, you find if you don't put in the Bible, you find all this new agey stuff. Oh, and lots of lots of people self-help. trying to tell you how to do it. And I want to share one, and I'm not going to say where I got it, but I I think there were ten points to this guy's thing, and. Well, Let's just hear what the world has. Shannon can say, see that I crossed it out after six. What is? Let's see what the world has to say about living present. They said to live present, you have to, and none of these are bad, but these are not going to help you live present. Not as I get, and I again, I only have six of them, and but these are not the solution to living present. It, it, it's this is weird. Okay, this this dude said that. First, you've got to remove all unneeded possessions, and you have to smile, and you have to fully appreciate moments of today. And like I said, these aren't bad, but these are not going to help you live in the present. Forgive your past hurts. Again, that's a good one, but again, this is not going to help us. Love your job and dream about the future. Okay, Those, okay. Th- that is a bad list. That's not going to help you live in the present. It's not going to help you live in heaven time. Well, but Shannon has an idea. Let's take this. Let's Go take ahead. this back to the beginning here. Go ahead. Go uh, for it. The concept of self-help in itself is flawed because we know that we can't fix ourselves. Right. It only it was only through Christ's blood that we were ever saved. So we cannot. We can't expect force it. it. We can't. No, we cannot do it ourselves. No. And nobody, no one has ever been able to do it themselves. No matter how. Uh, together someone seems to be. They're still falling apart without Jesus. But um, this past week we had a in-service at school. And this is, where, a teacher. this is kind of where I got this idea from um, the basis of part of that presentation, just a little piece of it, mm-hmm. uh, for this concept of just living in the present. And if you just, in your mind, picture two circles, one inside okay. the other. So you've got a small circle and a larger circle around okay. the outside. And what was put forth by this presenter was the interior circle is your circle of influence. Okay. Those are the things that you have direct effect on, things you can actually do. Mm-hmm. The outer circle is your circle of concern. Mm. It's okay. things you can worry about, but nothing you can do anything about. Mm. 
So what they what was there? So the well, no, and go ahead. The concept yeah. is there is of course you want to be working within your circle of influence, but I more so than that as I was thinking about it and I was going through things. I think we have to intentionally focus within our circle of influence, and that's living in the present. Hmm. If you don't like your job and you wish you were in another job, how well are you going to do your job? Hmm. If you don't like your your living situation, the house you're in, and you're always wishing you were in another house, are you going to take care of the one you're in? Hmm. If you don't like your relationship, if something's wrong with your relationship and you think there's something better out there somewhere else... You're just going to find fault. Yep. Well, you're not going to work at making any of it better, and you're never going to be content. That's true. And that, I think, is one of the greatest lessons we can learn about being present, is just the con- contentment. If we can find joy in our everyday moments, mm-hmm. then we'll find contentment. Mm-hmm. I, there was a, I did find, okay, I found that bad website, and now I found a good one. Okay. And it was called goodfaithmedia.com. And oh, wait. This, is this another list? No, no list. Oh, no wow. list. Wow, no list this week. No, and I, but I do well, have you had a negative something. List. Okay, I do You've have got something things, I, I want to share. Let's do our things. Okay, because okay. what I have to share is incredibly good. Okay, and it all came from my brain. But wow. if it's really good, it has to be from God. Okay, but anyway, goodfaithmedia.com, This article about you know living in the present. I can't remember what the name of it was, but this was written by Drew Smith. And he mentioned that there's two words in the Greek that are used for time. Kronos mm-hmm. right. and Kairos. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Kronos is time that continually moves forward. The past, the, through the future. That's what we think of time. As, especially us Americans and, and probably most humans. Well, we think, we think time of, as being a fixed thing. Yes. yes fat, past, present, and future. But then the, the Kairos is the present moment in time. And this, I want to read a scripture, Mark 1, 14 and 15. Okay, let me get to, I should have been right there, I'm sorry. Okay, Mark 1, right. it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Jesus, okay? I'm just going to read Mark 14, 1, 14 and 15. And after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God. And he said... The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. In here, when he says the time is fulfilled, this is the now time. This is the Kairos time, present moment in time. He said the kingdom of God is at hand. So when Jesus was using the word time here, he's saying the kingdom of God is right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think of that as heaven time, and we're supposed to live in heaven time. And the same article said there was a, a, long ago, in the first beginnings of the church, there was a saying that said, already, but not yet. It's already, but not yet. So mm-hmm. it's already here, but not yet. And I think that's kind of how we're supposed to live. It well, is, can I do that, one more? Let me, wait, wait, okay, wait. One, ahead, quote, one quote from this article, and then Shannon gets the chance. It is the present, this moment, that is of utmost significance and urgency. Okay, go for it. Well, what that saying you were talking about makes Mm -hmm. sense. I like that little quote you put on there, but Mm -hmm. that saying makes more sense to me. Everything that we need is coming, even if it's not here yet. That's the key to contentment. Mm, Everything we need is coming. If it's not here yet, it's coming. God's got it, so I don't have to worry about it. God... Mm -hmm. 
what I need will be provided for me. Even if it's not what I'm asking for or what I want, what I need will be provided for me. Mm. Um, I've got a okay, quote here from Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes okay. 5, 18 through 20. Make sure I didn't have that one. Okay, no. This is what I have observed to be good. That it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them. For this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their mm-hmm. lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. Mm-hmm. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because, because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. Oh, that's good. And I find my, I, I consider myself to be a very wealthy person. Mm-hmm. Not in monetary uh, ways, not in possessions, not in any of those things, but I have been so blessed throughout my life with the people around me, my wife, my children, my church, my jobs, everything I've ever had has been such a blessing to me. You know what I think makes it blessings? Relationships is what where the real blessing comes in. I think relationships are part of it, but I think also just simply stopping and taking stock of it and realizing mm-hmm. this is from God. Mm-hmm. So when we when we see anything from a sunrise to a sunset to a cool breeze to a wet dog to a muddy child, just mm-hmm. the enjoyment of that moment in time, mm-hmm. because we have to realize every heartbeat, every breath we take is a gift from God. True. Okay. Now Go back ahead. to this yeah. article. Mm-hmm. He also said that this Drew Smith from goodfaithmedia.com this is a paraphrase. It's not a total quote. He said, don't let Cronus devour us. Be fully present to God and others. Mm-hmm. We can let time control us. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, some of the things I read talks about how time does start to control us and devour us in that we get rushed. We feel rushed. We feel like we have to get all this stuff done. We feel like we only have so much, and we do only have so much time when you look at time as in the Kronos kind of time. And the devil and our flesh wants us to live in Kronos. Well, and I think more so than just in Kronos, I think the concept is time is three things. Okay. Future, present, and past. Mm. And I think we can be off by looking at the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And off by looking at the present or at the future too mm-hmm. much. We we need to live in the present with full understanding and faith in the future. Okay. That I believe that. Because totally. if we if yep. we look at things like Isaiah, Isaiah forty three, eighteen through nineteen says, Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Mm-hmm. I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. What a horrible God speaking present. through Isaiah says, Hey, don't forget about this. Don't forget the stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. Let that go. Don't you see something's happening? Mm. He didn't say. It's happening now. It's happening. He says, "I am making a way." Mm-hmm. He and when it, at that point in time, Isaiah was a long time before Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he said, "Now it springs up. Do you not mm-hmm. perceive it? Can't you feel what's coming? Mm-hmm. When you do, you live in the present." Because you have full faith and understanding of of the future, so you don't have to worry about the future. Mm -hmm. And you can leave the past behind you because our sins are are washed white as snow through through the blood of Jesus Christ. So that's behind us. All you can do is live in this moment with the full knowledge of Mm -hmm. what the future already has. So do you want to know what I thought about all this? 
Give me another one. Jane's thoughts. These are okay. all from my brain. And if Go they're ahead. good, they got to be from God. Okay. Because I'm bipolar and things get a little wacky in there. Jane's brain is a fun place to play. Go ahead. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> I like doing it after nine. Usually we're in bed by nine. Sometimes even before. There's been times I've gone to bed at seven. Okay. Here it is. This is my thought. Okay. Remembering and thinking forward, like thinking in the future, is to help us live presently. Now, Run that by me again. Say Okay. God does call us, because I have some scriptures Mm -hmm. and there's a whole lot more, but I wrote, I, I got a few down here. God does tell us to remember, and God does tell us to look to the future. But those things, both remembering and looking to the future, are to help us to live in the present. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me help. Let me explain okay. this. Give me some. Give me some. Okay, Ecclesiastes. I'll just read what I have here. Okay, it's not the total verse, but I'll just read it. Ecclesiastes twelve one says, "Remember also your Creator." Mm-hmm. See, when we remember our Creator, it helps us live in the present. Yeah, if we are mindful of the Creator today. Yes. And the fact that everything was created by him, we're not living in the past by realizing that the mountains and the oceans and the hills were made mm-hmm. before we ever began. But being mindful of that and understanding yes. that... keeps you in the present. Right. Luke 17.32 says, remember Lot's wife. Lot's wife, sadly, we don't know her name. Mm. She looked back. She looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt because she looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah where she must have had a great life. Well, or not a great life. doesn't matter. It doesn't she matter. Looked back she looked after back. she was told not to. Yes. And so that, again, tells us to look to the present. And then Acts 20.35 says, part of the verse says, Remember the words of the Lord Jesus. And then later that verse says, It's better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And again, it gets us back to the present. And now here are four verses I wrote down. And I did write all these verses down. For when God tells us to remember the future or think of the future, when we think of the future, what our future will hold, it gives us hope. And that hope can give us strength to live in the present, whatever that presence is. So here we are. Let me just say these quickly and then I hand it off to Shannon. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we shall reap if we do not grow weary. So that helps us to remember, just keep doing what you're doing. Mm. Hebrews 6.15 For says... For in due time. What was that, what was that verse oh, again? Let's not... In, it was Galatians 6.9. Okay. In due time we shall reap if we do not grow weary. If we give up before the end, we're not going to get the end. You can't give up. Right. you got to keep on. Yeah. And Okay, sorry. Hebrews 6.15 And thus... Having patiently waited, he, who is Abraham, obtained the promise. So that is telling us, wait, remember the promise is coming. Second Peter 3.13, actually Hebrews 6.15, is looking back and looking forward. Same th- together. Two more verses, then I hand it to Shannon. Second Peter 3.13, but according to his promise, we are looking for a new heaven's and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And if we think that the new heavens are in front of us, if we are dealing with some really cruddy stuff right here, we can say this is just for this time. 
this is not the end. Mm-hmm. God is. It's a lot easier to live in the presence if you present if you, if you know. know that whatever condition you're in is going to change. Okay, and one more for the better. Right, and Romans eight twenty five says, but if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. So knowing heaven is in front of us and we get to live with Jesus eternally, we can deal with anything that life right. gives us. doesn't matter if it's pain, if it's death of ones we dearly love because we know we're going to see them again if they know Jesus. I mean, it's just a short time. Anyway, as you okay. see, my next page is totally blank. Okay. That's all the research I did. All right, I've got just a few I want to bring up, and I want to bring up this concept of, of not living in the present. One of the biggest things... Oh, not living... What, not living not in the present? Not living in the present. Okay, go ahead. Not living in the present is something that um, is encouraged and cultivated in our culture right now. That's true. We're always supposed to be looking for the next great thing, the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the new version of the iPhone's out. i got to get a new version. One you're carrying around is just fine, but... But I have to have the new this. Mm-hmm. I have to have the new that. I have to have more for retirement because, boy, I'm worried about not having enough for my retirement. Oh, I need that new car. I need to lose weight. I need to do something different in my life. Or I'm so, you know, everything that we're being sold by the world oh, is discontent. Yes. And unfortunately, if we get caught up in that, we miss what the blessings are that we have. Instead of looking at what you have, you look at what you don't have. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by, mm. testing, but that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. Don't be conformed by this world, but be transformed through understanding, discernment of the will of God and what is good. Mm. Um Obviously, Matthew 6.34, Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. But um, in Psalm 118, it says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let Mm -hmm. us rejoice and be glad in it. Mm -hmm. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's just be glad in the day that we have. Mm -hmm. Jesus said when, when his disciples asked him how to pray and he gave them the Lord's Prayer, he said, This is how you should pray. He says, Give us this day our daily bread. With the full intention, you're going to come back to God again tomorrow and say, give me this day my daily bread. And that that is a recipe for a relationship with God mm. that is based upon the present. Mm. Living good. in the present. Mm-hmm. Not, please give me what I want, I'll see you next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm here again today and I know I need you for everything. That living in the present is important there too. Um, Ephesians five fifteen through 16 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. And Paul also follows it up in Colossians 4, uh, verses 5 and 6. He says, Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Mm-hmm. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Mm-hmm. That is important, and that is something that as Christians we have to take into consideration. I think mm-hmm. we have a role to play. We have a job to do. Mm-hmm. And if we're not focusing on the present, if we're not paying attention to what's going on around us, if we're not engaged in the world around us mm-hmm. in the way that God wants us to, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. we're going to miss the opportunity to do what we're meant to do. And we are also, we're depriving the people of the world of his light. Yes. Because if we get caught up in what they're doing, we're not doing what they need us to do. Yes. And we also will not see need. Yeah. We will not see the opportunities, the doors that God opens up for us because we're so busy looking into the future. We're so busy staring at our cell phone that mm-hmm. we're not noticing what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, it's a sad thing when I see, and I see it all the time. Because you're a high school teacher? No. Oh. Just in general. Okay. All around, all, everywhere. Okay. Sorry. I'll see people at sporting events when their kids are playing. Mm-hmm. And they're on their phones. Either they're doing something completely unrelated on their phones or they're recording on their phone what's going on so they're not watching their child they're watching their child through the through the lens of their phone mm-hmm. and while it's fine to take pictures and it's fine to have little short videos of things that's wonderful there's nothing wrong with that but how many times has someone not had the phone in the perfect position to see their own child and miss something that happened mm-hmm. how many times have we been so worried about trying to to capture something with the intention of sharing it later. So we're looking to the future. Mm-hmm. Look at how good my kid is, whatever. Yeah. That we miss the joy of the moment. Mm-hmm. When you're looking through a camera lens, you are not seeing what your eye sees. What your eye sees mm-hmm. is so much more detailed. The nuances, mm-hmm. that those moments in time, the look on a face, all those things, if you don't get it just right with the camera, you miss it. Right. But if you focus on it, fully if you are fully present in the moment you get it you know the thing about social media why do okay let's say our kid is doing something incredible Mm -hmm. why can't we just enjoy it why do we think that the whole world has to see it and that is part of it too there's that's part of this this uh um the kid wants our approval this this culture of discontent that we have yeah in this country is we always have to prove our that we're content or we have to prove that things are going good for us. And we feel this this overwhelming urge to get justify our own yeah. existence through, uh, through others' validation. How many likes do I get? How many people are following me? Those kind of things. And I think in doing that, we miss that living in the present mm-hmm. as well. We miss that peace that comes from just living in the present. And I think that in and of itself, is is a sin in and of itself. It is a sin. Because it's, a, it's we are not, we're not thankful, we're not grateful for what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, it's no different than the Israelites during the Exodus. Mm-hmm. They're coming through the desert. Mm-hmm. They have manna, bread mm-hmm. from heaven, mm-hmm. that God is feeding them every day and they don't have to work one lick for it. They don't have to do nothing. Well, they the have food to gather right it. Well, they got to pick it up off the ground. But mm-hmm. come on. If it rained money, we went and picked it up off the ground. It would be, boy, that's work. No. Manna was, manna was a gift from heaven. They were completely taken care of. They had everything they needed. God provided everything for them. And they said, boy, we want meat. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Who are you talking to? Yeah. He parted the Red Sea. He sent the plagues. He got them safely across. He, he destroyed the Egyptian army in the water. He did all those things for you. He's fed you. He's made sure there's water in the desert where nobody else finds water. He found water for you. All these things are going on, and you grumble and complain about it because you're not content enough to realize, boy, are we blessed. Yeah, they forgot that they're not And in the slaves. end, 
Jesus, or in the end, God had to actually let that whole generation go. Yeah. And just say, forget it. That's sad. Now, I don't know, I don't know what the future is for our country, um, for what's going on right now, all the things going on in our country right now. People that are robbing and looting and, and screaming angrily at each other and burning things and, and people on all sides doing all sorts of angry things towards each other, towards people they don't know. Yeah. They're just classifying things and everybody has to be put into a box and then judged by the box that you were put in by someone else, not by the individual. Um, again, discontent and it's being cheered on by the media, it's being cheered on by politicians discontent and anger and all this kind of strife is all created by us. Yeah. And none of it's good for us. No. But it was created by us. It wasn't created by God. God does not want to live, want us to live a life of strife and anger and resentment and, and fear and yeah. guilt and worry. All of those things come from Satan. They don't come from God. Mm-hmm. All of those things are things that that are used to try and pull us away from the contentment that we are meant to have on this earth. We are meant to be joyful. First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen says, "Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's will that you be joyful, you pray, and you give thanks in all circumstances." You know, even if it's a bad circumstance, God's allowed it, and there must be a real good reason. But I want to say one thing. I think one thing that we can think about when we're living and what, you know, none of us know when we're going to die. I mean, we could die right now or in the next 10 seconds or in 20 years. We have no clue. But what if you think in the morning, think, you know what? I've been given just this one day. This is the only day I have left. What are you going to do? You know, who are you going to love? You're not going to spend your time trying to scramble around and make tons of money because it's not going to be worth anything. I think you'd probably want to tell people you love them. Unfortunately, for the majority of us, that would mean we got to call someone up that we haven't said that to before or we haven't said that to in a long time. Yeah. Which means we have let something come between us and what is obviously most important because mm-hmm. if that was the case... That would be what what's most important. Relationships are most important. God first, everybody else next. And gotta love each other. And that concept of how we if we were to live in the present, we wouldn't judge the person in front of us because we would be living in that moment with them. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the moment with someone, past indiscretions, past things judgment, all that stuff is gone because you're in that moment. Mm -hmm. And when you see someone through that lens, through that lens of being present with them in that exact moment in time, Mm -hmm. it changes everything. Yeah, it does. All pre-existing things are gone. All future possible things are gone. I mean, if you you just take into effect, and and we talk about this sometimes with our children, you know, oh, so-and-so was grumpy today, or boy, they didn't mean to me, and you know, we always try and, and and coach them to just take into consideration maybe something happened in their life you mm-hmm. don't know about, and they're having a really bad day. Mm-hmm. So don't hold it against them because it probably won't be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
And I think if we would take if we would take all of our relationships and all of our encounters with other human beings in that vein, and say, you know what, you seem like a, a very angry person. Maybe you have every right to be angry. Maybe some of the things that have happened in your past make you very angry. Maybe you have all the rights for that in the world. But God loves that person. Mm -hmm. No matter what differences we have with someone else, we have one thing in common, and that's the fact that God loves us all. Mm -hmm. And if we focus on what we have in common instead of what we don't have, that God loves us, and that he intend he wants us to love each other the way he loves us. We are called to do just that. Uh, Romans twelve eighteen says, "Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone." Mm-hmm. Hebrews thirteen one, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Colossians three fifteen through sixteen, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your heart to God. If we if we get back into living in the exact moment, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to a profession. I'm not talking to a skin color. I'm not talking to a religion. I'm talking to a human being mm-hmm. loved by God. Mm-hmm. Boy, will that change your interaction with that person? Mm-hmm. I wish oh, I want to have God's eyes to see everybody. And that's, we're called to try and do that, to look through God's lenses. Yeah, I want to, because he loves every single person and he sees. And I think if we do that, if we, th- if we take that concept and go just one step farther, we'll go right back full circle into this living in the present. Mm-hmm. Because God is infinite and he is timeless. Mm-hmm. He always has time yeah. for you. He always has time. He has been there from the beginning. He will be there forever and ever. And infinitely God's time is existing. And while he has so many things going on, he wants to hear from you. Mm. He wants to talk to you personally, to one person. Each and every one of us can have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of us can have that relationship because God wanted it that way. Not because of anything we did or anything we earned or what we're worth or what country we come from. We are given the opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and with God through Jesus mm. because he loves us first. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that, what else is lacking? Nothing. So stop looking around for the next great thing or the new biggest thing or the next the next improvement in your life. I had heard a very sad statement from someone um, who said, well, I just try and get these kids to better themselves. Mm. And that bothers me a little bit because who are we to say someone needs to be better? Mm. God made us the way he made us. He put us where he puts us. He gives us what he gives us. And I am thankful for absolutely everything. God's good. God is good. Thanks for listening. God bless. Talk to you next week. Bye.